You're listening to Her Digital Empire with me, your host, Erica Belvin. I am so excited for you to join me for another Beauty Biz Breakdown today with Ashy Jones, PMU artist and skincare professional. Just a little bit about Ashy. She helps educate aspiring beauty professionals, beauty experts, and business owners to get more clients, increase sales, and grow their business. She's a full-time PMU artist who owns her own salon and a skincare professional. And she actually owns this salon or clinic, whatever you call it, (laughs) in Australia, specializing in skin and cosmetic tattooing and has been in the industry for over six years. It's just amazing. Um, What's so unique about Ashy is that she has built an amazing team that has allowed her to step out of her beauty room and now she actually lives in the U.S. while her business runs and operates in Australia. She has many accolades such as the Australian National Finalist Cosmetic Tattooist of the Year 2018 and 2019 and winning Best Treatment Clinic Um, in Perth. Plus, plus we are also doing a giveaway, which we are so excited to tell you about. So make sure that you listen to this entire podcast so that you can get a chance to win some of Ashy's extraordinary products. Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Super nervous. I'm probably more nervous than when I first did my first eyebrow tattoo, but... No, why be nervous? (laughs) Well, I guess because it's live. (laughs) Yes, public speaking is not my favorite thing, but yeah, no, I'm good. How are you? I'm super good. Super good. Um, so, so really quickly, um, I wanted everybody to... Can you introduce yourself really quick? I'd love for you to tell everybody who you are. So I'm, my name's Ashley and um, I have been in the beauty industry for over 16 years. Um, I own a beauty clinic in Australia. I have eight amazing employees. I'm so lucky. They're so amazing. Um, And I now live in the US and I run my business um, from over here. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Yay! Okay. And yeah, one of the most, like, one of the biggest things I think that's so cool about you is that you run your business, a con- like, countries away. That's crazy. Yeah, it's definitely been, um, it's definitely been different and interesting, but I guess from the first day I started planning my business, I always knew that I was going to step out of the beauty room and work on my business as opposed to being in the business. Um, I didn't think it was going to be on the other side of the world. <laughs> I thought it was still going to be in Perth. But, um, yeah, the, I guess there was the universe had other plans for me. Yeah, no kidding. That's amazing, though. Seriously. Like, I can't tell you how many people talk to me and they're like, oh, I wish I could travel. And you're like, I'm doing both. <laughs> yeah, it's you good. Know? Yeah. <laughs> So let's get into it. So, so what caused you, you know, to get into PMU? So, well, like I've been in the beauty industry since I was 16 and I never actually thought it was something that I would do forever, but I literally just fell in love with it. So I started off working in beauty salons. Um, I went and worked in a day spa. Um, I went and started working in a salon that just did, just did eyebrow waxing um, and then continued on to work under cosmetic surgeons and then eventually got into PMU. So it was a bit, a bit of a journey trying to find what I really wanted to do um, in the industry. Um, I, and I do think it's really important to get as much experience as you can in all the different fields that beauty has to offer. Um, but what really inspired me to transition into PMU was that I had all these clients coming to see me regularly for eyebrow shaping And some of them 
just their eyebrow hairs were just never going to grow back. And it is really heartbreaking when they come to see you every three, four weeks and they say, do you have, you know, have you noticed any hair growth? And unfortunately, a lot of the time people's eyebrow hairs will just not grow back. So I, yeah, I just, I just kind of saw how it was affecting women that, you know, not having full eyebrows or any eyebrows at all. And I just wanted to do something more. So that's kind of what transitioned transitioned me into um, getting into cosmetic tattooing from other beauty services. Um, and for me personally, I could not wait to get my eyebrows done. So I grew up with really big bushy eyebrows. Mm-hmm. And during my teenage years, it was the fashion to just wax your eyebrows so they were super thin. Right. I know. Um, I think I went through that too. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, my eyebrows just never grew back properly. So, oh my gosh, that was annoying when the full eyebrow, bushy eyebrows came back because you just couldn't really fit in with that trend. So that was a bit annoying. Um, so yeah, for me, the day I got my eyebrows tattooed was super exciting. So, you know, not having to worry about the annoyance of filling in your eyebrows every day was super exciting. So not only do I love doing the services and teaching people how to do them, but I mean, having the treatments done is like life changing. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, so, you know, I, and I can see like how amazing it is like just watch somebody with their transformation and they're like, oh my gosh, right? It's like plastic surgery in a way because it can completely change your face, right? Exactly. And it really just enhances what you've got or really what should have been there all along without us right. messing around with it. But the confidence that it can bring someone is just, that's awesome. And that's what... You know, I think us as PMU artists or people in the beauty industry, like, just really love and strive for is just to make people feel more confident. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so talk to me, um, what, like, because there's so many different PMU businesses. What makes yours unique? Like, what makes yours stand out over other typical, you know, PMU businesses? So one thing I would say... Well, one thing I'd say that is unique about our business is that um, in the beauty industry, there is a lot of staff turnover. This turnover usually is pretty high. You have a lot of people come and go. Um, With our business, um, you know, I've had my business for seven years. I have had my employees for the whole time. And obviously, as time has gone gone by, I've got more and more employees. Um, So basically, for us, we just have... We have such a good community and such a good bond within our business. We really support each other um, and it's just a really nice culture. And I think, you know, a lot of the struggles in the beauty industry is people find it really hard to even find employment at good, um, you know, in good sal- in salon, sorry, with a good culture and a good vibe. So, I mean, I really... Yeah, I love that we have such a strong connection within our um, company. Um, but I would also say that we train people from scratch as well. So, you know, they go through the whole training process that I've gone through, that I take all of my employees through. So the standard and quality of work that you get from all of the artists and all of the um, clinicians um, in our business is always up to a high standard. So um, I'd say that probably makes us unique. But, yeah, we also don't follow trends. So we focus on our clients as individuals. We customise treatments to suit them, not just what the next craze is. So if we have a client um, that comes in and shows us a picture of a celebrity or their friend, like we've had clients come in and show us pictures of um, – like a driver's license and said, I want to be this person. (laughs) Um, And we are just like, well, no, because that's not you. Yeah. (laughs) And you are amazing just as you. So we really focus on, um, I guess, getting them to love themselves and accept themselves and just work on what is going to suit them as an individual. 
-hmm. not what suits everyone else. Mm -hmm. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. It's funny, you know, they say like the best, um, uh, even like the best cosmetic procedures are, are done in a way where they're not notice noticeable. Like you don't know that person got it. Exactly. That's a hundred percent. Like we, and that's basically what we stand by mm -hmm. is literally like, if no one knows you've had it done, then you've had a really good treatment. Absolutely. I agree with that. Like you want people wondering like, did she, I don't know, are those her brows? Right? Yes. <laughs> like we have, we have clients that say, oh, my husband doesn't know I'm getting this done. So I'm not sure if, you know, if I should get it done. And Honestly, we're like, your husband is not going to know. Like, it's yeah. going to look so natural. He's not He's not even going to know. But he's probably going to wonder why you're early for everything. And he's not waiting around for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, so, like, for somebody who wants to get into, like, PMU, um, what would you say are some things that you learned, maybe that like some secrets or like something you would want to give somebody um, who's just getting started or maybe wants to get started in it um, that you wouldn't have known from just taking a course or something? Well, I mean, PMU is a great career, but it has to be something that you are really passionate about. Mm -hmm. um, you have to be passionate about what you're doing, but also you have to have a strong passion for people. Um, it's amazing to see the transformation that you can create, but it's also important to understand that you are working on clients who sometimes aren't happy with themselves. Mm -hmm. So you have to work with them and really understand, um, what they what they want, what they're looking for. And if it's something that you can really help them with. So, um, I would, my advice would be to really learn how to consult your clients properly really understand what your client wants, what they are, and, you know, and if what they're asking for is realistic. Mm -hmm. You can, you know, you can sometimes come across people who will look in the mirror and see themselves completely different to how you see them. And it's really important to spend time with your clients, really getting to know them. Um, so we are really, really focused on consulting our clients and really connecting with them. Mm -hmm. Um because, yeah, you could literally do the most amazing transformation on the client, give them the mirror, and they could freak out because they see something completely different to what you see. And that's something that, unfortunately, you as a PMU artist can't fix because it's what they see. It's mental. It's mental, and it's really sad. And But you have to kind of really understand your client to know whether – you were dealing with a client who sees things differently. Um, so that is probably one of my biggest things that I really like to teach my employees and, and students is that you need to understand your client. Like you really need to get in their head, understand what they're wanting and make sure you're not promising them things that are just unrealistic. Yeah. And don't be afraid to turn a client down. Yeah. So if you don't get a good feeling, then you need to go with your gut and literally just say no. How do you recognize those kinds of kind of insecurities that are kind of more permanent than um, somebody who's just looking to fix like a problem area? So it, it can be tricky. You know, you, when you just, when you meet a client just for the first time, it can be a bit tricky to pinpoint these, these kind of traits. Um, as you get to know clients over time, say if you're doing their eyebrow waxing, you know, a couple of times before you do a tattoo, then you'll really get to see the signs. Um, but on the consultation form, it should have, you know, you should be looking at things that they circle, like how often do they think about their concern? Um, is, it, is it like, you know, multiple times a day? Or is it just once a week it kind of bothers them, they think about it? Um, questions like that is kind of really, you're really trying to dig to get the emotion behind their concern. Um, you know, I would always look for things, um, what medications they're on and things like that as well, which doesn't always, you know, that doesn't mean anything as well sometimes. But it's just kind of good when you see things to talk about 
talk about that to your client, get them to really open up. Um, right. So it's really just about connecting. And if you are unsure and you're thinking, oh, I don't know if I can, um, put, you know, complete the service, um, like, you know, complete the service up to the standard that the client's wanting, then have her come in for a wax and tint and just get to know her a little bit more and work that way in getting to know her and connect with her more. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That, that makes sense. sense. Yeah, yeah. That I can understand that that would be, I mean, you know, as a designer, I definitely know when I'm dealing with a client who's going to be more difficult than, you know, your average client who just needs something done. Um, and so I recognize that, you know, we're in the people business, right? Yeah. So we're working with people and people Definitely. just sometimes they're just in their own world <laughs> yes That's it. um but I also recognize that you're also trying to make them happy with their physical appearance and that's that's hard sometimes right because yes. if they're dealing with other stuff they've got some insecurities that they just don't see themselves in that light then that I can imagine it's hard to please right exactly so we're not only dealing with trying to enhance you know you know, the natural beauty on, you know, on the outside, the physical appearance, but you're really also working on the inside as well. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, you know, something that PMU artists really need to learn to connect with. Um, you have to connect emotionally with your client and understand that you are working with their emotions and feelings and confidence. So that's, you know, sometimes consulting your client could take 45 minutes before you even draw anything on their face. So that's, it's just really taking the time to do that. Mm -hmm. um, I would also recommend focusing on um, your existing clientele and work, build up a portfolio of different styles. So say you have a client come in that's, you know, maybe she's 50 years old and she wants to see a little bit of your work, you know, have a range of age groups and, um, oh, that's good. You know, thin yeah. eyebrows, thick eyebrows, softer eyebrows, you know, you don't want to be showing, you know, the client who's come in, who's 50, a picture of a 20 year old eyebrows that you've done. That's, you know, really thick and dark. So I think, you know, having building up a client uh sorry a portfolio of your work um to really showcase all the different styles that you can do is is probably a good thing to start collecting if you're new to um if you're new to pmu and if you want to build up your clientele i see okay okay that makes a lot of sense um so you know you've had some success you're you're traveling basically the world for your business um what do you attribute your success to so, I mean, you, my su success stems really from having a drive to succeed. I have a passion for making an impact on my client's life and also a passion for the industry. You have to really love what you do to be successful in, in it. Um, I mean, I didn't come from a background with money or, you know, a husband at the time to support me. So, I, you know, I built my business up from literally hard work and I had this goal to be financially independent. I just, I just knew I wanted to stand on my own two feet, be financially independent and literally be the director of my own life. So basically that's what I did. So, I mean, I grew up in a, a single parent household, so we struggled financially. I was in pretty bad relationships and I just knew that that was not going to be my life. I wanted something more and I wanted to have my own salon. I wanted to have my own home and just not ever be controlled financially. Um, I am a really big advocate for women being independent and knowing their own worth. And I think it's really important for women to have their own financial independence. So Absolutely. that's what I've always believed in and that's yeah I really feel strongly about that you know women should have their own independence their own hobbies their own friends and their own passions and you know sometimes as women we're just natural nurturers so you know we tend to nurture you know the children nurture husbands and mm -hmm. sometimes you can forget that you need to have you know be nurtured yourself and 
do things that you enjoy doing and stuff like that. So a lot of my success is really driven from hard work to be become financially independent. Um, I, I'd say that attributes would be like hard work, sacrifice, determination, drive to succeed, passion. But even the hard work, it sounds like it comes from um, – something in you that's saying that's saying like I have to be independent I have to have my own money right yes. yeah so that's like that inner thing in you that yeah. you're like that's gonna keep you going at 2 a.m if you have to right? totally yeah when you know when you've got a when you've got a goal and a vision then mm -hmm. you've just got to put all the hard work and sacrifice in if you want to make it work yeah so I mean I <laughs> I'll just share a little story with you about how, you know, some, you know, the hard work and sacrifice helped me reach my goals. Um, so I bought my first property when I was 18 and I was on 13, 13, thank you. I was on $13 an hour. And in Australia, that is really low. Mm -hmm. We don't, we don't get tips and the cost of living is really high. So living off $13 an hour and paying a mortgage is really hard. So at the end of the week, pay, at the end of every pay week, I had literally no money left. My friends were out shopping and having so much fun. So while they were doing all of that, I was working overtime and paying off a house. So yes, I sacrificed some things to accomplish my goal. And I knew that at the time that goal was to get into the property market because that was a step closer to financial independence. So, you know, there's so many, you know, you can be whatever situation you're in, you can, I believe that you can pull yourself out of it and really put the hard work in and sacrifice to make your goals become reality. So, um, and that discipline, obviously the reward for you was more, uh, worth more to you than the, you know, the short term stuff, like the going out and spending money on drinks and looking for boyfriends and yeah. you were paying a mortgage because that thing for you was bigger for you. Did anybody install, instill that in, within you or d was that more of you just wanting more for yourself? I think it was literally just wanting more for myself. I think growing up um, with my mom being a single parent, and struggling financially with um, my sister and I, it was just, I just was like, that's really hard. And, yeah. you know, you, you know, you marry someone, you think it's forever and hopefully it is. But mm -hmm. then if you end up in a situation where, um, you know, you, where you didn't plan, you pl didn't plan for, and it doesn't turn out the way you, you were wanting, you know, you kind of just need that backup I think and I think that was probably my drive that I was like I don't want to be in that kind of situation I want to to have um to be able to just earn my own money and um no one you know no one can take that away from me. yeah <laughs> But it wasn't necessarily somebody telling you how to live your life and, and be successful it was you watching what not to do and then yes. you just did the opposite, right? Yeah. Um, that's still, and you know what's so funny is I, I talk about this a lot because like I had a rough childhood too. And so I, I'm the same. So like I was not spoon fed, I was not anything. And, but I saw what I didn't want. So yes. that's what pushed me. And so I just love that because so many people, you know, they, they deal almost from like a victim mindset where they need to feel bad for themselves and, you know, think about, oh, the, look at how, what, what has happened to me so far and stuff. And so many of us, we just take what's happened and we turn it into what we want it to be. Right. Exactly. So I just think that's so cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I think you have, the op if we have only one life, you have to make the most of it and have no regrets. And I think, you know, you can be the creator and the director of your own life. You just mm -hmm. have to, you just have to want it. 
I agree. I agree. And, and speaking of that, so you've pretty much made a lot of people, I mean, I can imagine a lot of people wish that they had your life being able to jump from the States to, to, you know, Australia all the time. So um, talk to me about like, running your business and, and what that looks like, like, what's that like? So it probably sounds more glamorous than what it is. Um, <laughs> Doesn't everything? <laughs> it always does. You know, social media is the life of you know, right. glamour. Even um, the Kardashians get bored. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, you know, my life is, is chaotic. I mean, mm -hmm. you would think walk you know you think you get the chance and you've built up the business that you know you're now in a position where you can step away from from working in the business and working you know on the business um but I honestly feel like I'm probably busier than before before I was <laughs> doing clients and working on the business um I think I mean it's I love it. I love everything about beauty. I love everything about the industry and I love everything about business. So even though you put so much work into it, like, you know, you go to, you go to sleep thinking about work, you wake up thinking about work, like dream. <laughs> you, dream, <laughs> you dream it. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, people might think, oh, wow, you're in a different country and you run your business. That must be nice. You don't get to, you know, you get to do whatever you want, whenever you want, but you still are, are working on the business, which just, it never stops. Cause if it's, if you stop working on it, it's going to stop growing. So, right. so I, is a lot of what you do, is it managing? Like you've got the people there that you're managing. So I, um, I am so lucky. Like, I feel like a, the way I can live in a different country and um, run my business in, in a different, live in the US and run my business in Australia is because I have the most amazing team. It's, you know, literally, I feel like that is the core and the foundation of every successful business is you have to have awesome, an awesome team. And, you, you know, oh, I just can't thank them enough um, because they really, truly are amazing. And if you don't have the right team, it's going to be a lot harder. You know, we aren't just co-workers. I'm not just their boss. We are literally like a family. And I know a lot of people, a lot of people in business disagree with me and say you shouldn't get too close to your co-workers or employees. But I, I disagree. Um, I have had great success with... Um, I guess with my values with my employees, but yeah, I love my employees like family and I'm not just their boss. I'm, I am also their coworker and I'm also their friend and we can also, you know, have a laugh together. So I understand what people say when they say, don't become friends with your employees. But for me, if you share the same values and goals, then I believe you can still be a boss as well as creating an empowering community within your team. I mean, a pitcher on the baseball field can't win a game without their teammates behind them. Right, so right. I, you know, that's what it's all about. So I think building a community of people that share the same goals and values as you is pretty much the key to any successful business. And that has definitely allowed me to, to be in the U.S. and run my business, you know, yeah. from the U.S. So... Um, I have an awesome manager and um, she's fantastic and she helps me with a lot of the training um, and all the managerial stuff inside the salon, which is awesome. Um, and I have a really good client operations manager and she deals with all the clients and helps with the running of the salon as well. So, yeah, it's kind of without them, I think... I think it makes it really difficult. So having a good team is definitely what has helped the business grow. Um, and, you know, yeah, we all just want the same thing and we all want the business to grow. So what do you do for like people who have friends as um, employees and stuff too? How do you handle like 
you know, when somebody messes up or something, how do you guys um, interact with that? So I guess like I've always treated my employees like, you know, you are big girls. You, you know what you're doing. You don't need to be told what to do. Like this is, you know, we have guidelines of what I, you know, what I expect and we all agree to those guidelines. Um, so, you know, what, you know, what I expect with how we treat clients, how we treat employees um, and things like that. So we're all on the same page. Um, but honestly, I think if you really sit down with your employees and get them on the same page with what you want and what you expect and have regular meetings, I think, I don't think you really come across with too many issues. Well, I feel like I haven't. Um, I am not someone who's really going to come in and tell you off. <laughs> I'm, I'm more like, okay, let's have a cup of tea and we'll like work out what went wrong with this or, you know, how we can help. Okay, all, all your co-workers are like, Ashley's got the tea out. Who's <laughs> in trouble? Yes. One of my girls, I would say, she, her name's DJ. She's hilarious. And she, I'm like, Hey DJ, do you want a cup of tea? And she's like, <sighs> and I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, am I in trouble? I'm like, no. That's so funny. I'm like, I want to have a cup of tea with you and chat. But I think you know, you build up respect with your employees. You respect them; they respect you. So we really don't ever have many issues because we're all grown-ups and we've been in the industry for a long time and even the the new girls that we bring in I mean I don't ever want to micromanage someone and have to say tell them off like I'm not their mum like I am their boss but if you're not if you don't follow the expectations and that's not what you believe in then it's not going to work so the hiring process is um I go through quite a, um, what's the word? Like, it's like a strong criteria, I guess, to be employed with us um, because I You're want... you picky. Yeah, I'm really picky and I want everyone to, yeah, share those same goals and values and I think that's what it comes down to. Right. Because, well, if you choose the right people who have the same mission as you, care about the business like you do, it's like you said, you won't ever really have to you know, write them up for messing up so bad because they care. Yeah. So exactly. The difference of caring yeah. and not caring, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like, like if I have someone who comes into work and they're late, they're like 15 minutes late or 20 minutes late, I'm thinking, oh my God, are they okay? Right. Because we just don't have, that is just not a thing because we all actually yeah. love to come to work and we love each other and love what we do. So it's so fun. Like every morning, and this is what I miss so much, is that every morning we come into work and we have a cup of tea or, or a coffee and chat. Chat about our day, chat about what's happening. Not necessarily just business talk. It's literally connecting. And I think, I think that's what's really important. It's not all about sales and, you know, you need to make this much money today. I mean, that's always awesome. And you do need a sense of that as well, but that's not what my employees are there for. They're not, they're not like soldiers. <laughs> they're literally like they're people, they love their job. And yeah. So for us, you it's created a good culture. Yeah. That's been big for you. Definitely. Yeah. And I, I can think, imagine. Yeah. And I think that's really what, is going to create any good business is the people that you surround yourself with and the way you treat people as well. Like I had my friend call me the other day and she was telling me how her, her boss just yells at her. And I'm thinking, <laughs> Oh my gosh, like there is no way I would be yelling at my employees. I don't it's think I could just, ever do that. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want someone to do that to me and I wouldn't put up with it in a relationship or a partner. So why, 
would you treat your employees that way? So I don't think you need to be like the hierarchy to be successful. I think you just need to connect with them and actually genuinely care. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, you know, so, so, you know, as for that too, and I'm sure as you've grown this and you've found people, I'm sure there's been people who have probably not worked out and things that have happened, like the training process, even with these people to get them all on the same page and stuff. Um, you know, we have so many people who are struggling in their businesses now. Can you give them any kind of like, um, you know, advice or, um, you know, like story or something that you've got, you've gone through where you were, you hit like a, a point where you felt like you were struggling, but then you were able to figure it out somehow. Um, it's, I, I mean, I'm probably repeating myself a little bit, but again, like I personally don't feel like I have gone through too many struggles with my business. And by, you know, I'm not saying it's easy at all because it's actually the hardest thing I've ever had to do, yeah. but I literally have such a good support network. Yeah. So if I'm struggling my like my manager and um my client operations manager they're amazing and if i'm struggling with something um within the business or something that you know maybe we're quiet and it's i'm getting a bit stressed like we all just communicate and really get on the same page we brainstorm and we really just focus to pull you know pull us out of a time of of struggling and things like that but I mean, I've, I feel like, I mean, when I first started my business, there wasn't, social media wasn't big. We created a Facebook page and I'm sure, you know, we didn't have any branding and things like that. So if we, <laughs> if we pulled out those photos now, it would literally be just terrible. It'd be a really good transformation. But, um, you know, Instagram wasn't really a thing. I don't even know if it was out then. So you know, that wasn't, it wasn't a big thing to focus on branding and social media like it is now. And mm -hmm. I do think that's super important um, to really get your branding right and, and show up on social media. Um, but I think, honestly, even before, even without social media, you're, the best thing that you can do is literally just make genuine connections with your clients um, if your clients think that you're genuinely interested and you care about them, they're going to come back to you every single time, every month, they're going to come back to you. If you're more interested in how much you're going to charge them, then you're probably not going to see your clientele grow and your sales grow. So, I mean, I'm, I'm big on converting, like working on your existing database and your existing clientele and really nurturing them um and like say you've got a client who is she you see her every eight weeks for an eyebrow wax at 30 dollars. Mm -hmm. so that i think is a client that maybe is valued at 180 dollars. i think then why you know, you need to be looking at your database and convert that client into, okay, well, let's get her coming in more often. So let's get her coming in for six weeks. And why is she only getting an eyebrow wax? Why is she not getting an eyebrow tint and an eyelash chin? And now that client that you've had for years is paying hundred and, I don't know, 160, no, no, I think it's say $80 for eyebrow wax and tint and lash tint. So now she's paying $80 every six weeks and you've just increased your revenue for just that one client by, oh my mm. God, you know. You're big on the upsell. You're upsell. Big on the up, yeah, like, ups, taking care of the existing client and upselling to, yes. that's the easiest way you're saying. Easiest too. way, easiest way. So if you've already got a database, literally work on your database. Turn your $30 eyebrow wax clients to $80 monthly clients. I've got the math here. So you could turn that 180-year client to $688 a year. Mm. So think about, say, if you have 100 clients, 
you know, you've just increased so much of your revenue and you haven't spent any any money on advertising. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That so that's sense. just something that you could do, you know, with your business and with your employees is really focus on your existing clientele. Look at look at their history, what appointments do they come in for? Mm -hmm. Um and you know, I have clients that would come to see me every three weeks to do their eyebrow wax. Did they need their eyebrows doing? No. But they come in because, again, it's all about connection and they want to just come see you and chat to you and tell you about what's new in their life or mm -hmm. and things like that. So just focus on the clients that you have um, and then in the background, continue working on your social media and all of that as well, because that's like a whole different ball game that needs constant attention. But your employees should be focusing on their existing clients and upselling um, in a in a genuine way. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, um, and then you know, if you had like one piece of advice for somebody starting out what would you say to them if they're just getting started looking for some new clients and stuff? I would say if you're just starting out, I would literally go and get as much experience as you can from salons. Um, you know, people that you look up to go ask for a job in their salon, work for them, um, learn as much as you can, learn all the skills that you can because um, going, I know a lot of people graduate beauty school and they just want to get straight into working for themselves, but mm -hmm. you just really miss out on so many skills that you can learn in between and learn from each other. Um, so I think, you know, when you start running a business, you honestly do not have enough time to do both well. You can't perfect your craft and your skills and run a business successfully. You, it's just so time consuming. And you would know running a business yourself, like it mm -hmm. is hard work and it just never ends. It's true. So, <laughs> so if you're trying to do both, it's really hard. So I would, I would, I would say literally enjoy the journey because, you know, some of my best friends and, and even some of my employees now are people that I worked with in salons and, um, you know, you just make really good connections. And I think that's the best way to learn when you finish, when you go through school, you think you you've learned enough and then you get out into salons and you're like, Oh my gosh, this it's it's like a whole different world. I spent roughly nine years, um, working for other people before I ran my own business. So if I hadn't of worked for other people and spent that time, you know, learning from other people, I don't think I could be as successful as, as what I am now in my business without, yeah, without learning from other people. So I would say enjoy the journey. Don't rush into it. Learn as much as you can, um, you know, continue learning and enjoy the learning process. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think your beauty career will thrive if you have that mi mindset of, you know, learning as much as you can and um, and building connections with the people you work with so you can get, you know, good feedback and, and things like that and just not rush it. Absolutely. And so you also train girls. So tell me about that, like your PMU trainings and, you know, everything that you offer because there's some girls on here who are like oh my gosh she's like my unicorn I need her tell, tell us about that so this year we are actually launching Belsarel Academy which is super exciting and for those of you who don't know Belsarel actually means beautiful sisters and you know we have created a really awesome sisterhood within our within our company within our community and our clientele and now we're really focusing as well on building up a sisterhood for other beauty professionals. Um, you know, I've always, we've done so much training within the salon. Like I said, we, we train all the girls from scratch. Um, 
because what I've noticed when I'm looking for employees is that honestly, when they finish beauty school, the skills and their confidence level is just, it's just not at an ability or at a level where they can find employment easy. Mm-hmm. And then you generally have to retrain them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's harder to retrain people as opposed to training them from scratch. And I have found the ones that I've trained from scratch have been a lot easier than the ones I've had to retrain. Um, they have to unlearn things. Have, yes, yeah. exactly. So I basically um, wanted to create this academy because I just felt like there's just a missing gap in with traditional, with traditional beauty schools and things like that. Um, where, you know, with with our academy, you're going to be learning from beauty business owners, beauty business managers, um, PMU artists, beauty professionals. So you're actually going to learn the skills that you need to learn to get employed because that's what we know what we want to employ. So we want to make it easier for other people and other students to finish the programs with confidence and the ability to actually work on clients. So that's great. And where could they find that if they are interested in checking that out? So we have a few different programs that we offer. Um, We will be launching the full website soon. Um, But at the moment we have opened up a wait list. So you can find the wait list application in the link in my bio. Um, and that uh, basically we want to, that application form is for us to connect and for me to really work out where you're at in, in your career, um, whether you have experience in the beauty industry or if you, you know, you, you don't have experience, whatever, whatever, wherever you're at, whatever level you're at, we have a program to suit every, you know, all the different levels. So um, the basically, if you apply, um, fill out the application form, we will yeah, basically connect with you and we just want to find out a little bit more so we can tailor the right program for you. Like I said, it's not nothing in my life and my business is one size fits all. It's all like a customization because we all need and learn, you know, different ways. Um, so, yeah, you'll definitely find the application in the link in my bio. Um, so yeah, if you're bored at your current desk job and want to change in career, or if you've been in the beauty industry (laughs) already and you want to progress your, your beauty career, then you definitely need to sign up for that. Um, Yeah. And I'll make sure to, um, if you're listening on our podcast as well, make sure to post the link in our blog post. So you have access to that as well. And, um, really quickly too, let's talk giveaway. So you're giving away some of your Bella Soiree, right? Um, products. So yes. um, tell us what you're, you're offering everybody and everybody we're doing this um, now until the 7th of March. Yeah. So basically um, we would love you guys to follow Erica at the Boss Babe Digital Lab and also myself, Ashley Jones underscore official. Um, so all you have to do is basically follow us both. Um, and you have until this week to do so and the chance to win, um, we've got the perfect pair, professional tweezers and scissors. Oh, yes. So you can be shaping eyebrows like a true professional with your new professional products. And we've also got the eco-friendly, um, eco-friendly bamboo cotton makeup wipes makeup removers which is awesome like these are so good to use they are you know gentle on your eyes so good to take off mascara and also machine washable oh great so oh love it yeah the gray ones are perfect for mascara and lipstick and they feel so nice so they are up for grabs so all you have to do is follow Erica and myself until, um, yeah, and we'll announce the winner on the 7th of March. Yes. Um, um, so, yes, guys. Um, and then really quickly, you know, to follow you and to just get information and stuff, where can everybody find you? Tell us, like, where where are you at? 
Instagram, Facebook, website? So um, you can find my salon and my beautiful team at on Instagram at Belle Sorrell Cosmetic Artistry. Um, and you can also find myself um, at Ashley Jones underscore official. Um, I also wanted to just share with you guys that we are launching a course this week. Um and it is the Eyebrow Stylist program. It is a six-week course. So it's not a traditional wax off, wax on and off and off you go. It's all about learning and perfecting your skills. So you don't just do an eyebrow wax on your client. You're actually doing an eyebrow style. So if you're wanting to jump straight in and start styling eyebrows like an expert, then you can jump on my bio as well and sign up for this course now. So this week we have a huge saving of 299 US dollars. So it's only for one week for that saving. Um, and we're also offering, we have a 10% off coupon already on the discounted price. If um, you type in the coupon boss babe. Boss babe. Bus babe. So yeah, if you're interested <laughs> in an eyebrow styling course, sign up this week because you'll literally save $299. Plus Yay! Perfect. <laughs> I so appreciate you have, uh, coming on here with me today, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me. It was Absolutely. my first live. My first yes. live I've ever done. So I was super nervous. No, you're, I don't even know why you're nervous. It's like, you're like a natural. Um, <gasps> Yeah, it's perfect. And then we will also be doing this. Um, we are going to be moving this also uh, onto our podcast for Digital Empire. So for those of you who uh, follow our podcast, this will be one of our latest um, episodes uh, tuning in soon. So if you uh, you know you don't have time to catch this replay, make sure to hop over to herdigitalempire.com. We'll have this typed out for you as well so you can read this uh, transcript as well. And uh, with that, thank you so much, Ashley. Thank um, you for having me. Yeah. And, and have a super good rest of your night, okay? Thank you. I will. You too. Okay. Okay, bye. bye.